once I realized that the food, the foods that I was eating that were made up 90% of my diet were dead food, I started to do the reverse. I started to make 90% of my diet whole real food. And not only did I go off nine prescription drugs, but my body changed, my weight came off. I was in a point in my life that I never had to diet anymore or even worry about um, anything in terms of uh, my health. Hey, listeners, and welcome back to the Holistic Navigator podcast, where we believe in the body's ability to heal itself if it's given the proper nutrients and care. My name is Brian Strickland. I'm the producer of the show, and here with me in the studio, as always, is your host, Ed Jones. And we have something truly special lined up for you on today's episode. We have the privilege of speaking with Vani Hari, otherwise known as the Food Babe. Now, if you're not familiar with Vani, it's high time that you should. She's on a mission to change the way our country eats and is advocating for change from some of the giants in the food industry like Chick-fil-A, Chipotle, General Mills, Starbucks, and a lot more. Vani is an author, speaker, and developer of a line of some of the cleanest supplements and dietary products you can find, including True Vani Protein, some of the best whole food protein we've seen to date. Well, that's it for me. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Here is your host, Mr. Ed Jones. Thank you, Brian. And again, this is the Holistic Navigator. And, you know, I say this often. I've done about uh, beyond almost 90 episodes now of the Holistic Navigator, and I love it. I've enjoyed so many of the interviews. And, of course, some of these are individual myself just to help educate the people who are really needing this information. And but today is one of the most spectacular interviews that I have looked more forward to probably than any one in the past two and a half years. Most of us have heard of this person, maybe not by her name, but the title that she's known more by is Food Babe. And it is a lady who has made a massive impact on this country. And when I say that, I think you'll get the the gist of this before I even say anything more. She has forced billion-dollar companies to change for the better as far as their food production, their ingredients, their choices. I mean, companies like Kraft and Chick-fil-A, Subway, General Mills, Panera, uh, so many companies are having to bend because she has a following of millions of people. In fact, in 2014, she had 54 million views. And so I want to welcome the food babe, Vani Hari. Welcome to the Holistic Navigator. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, you and I are very similar on many different aspects. The one thing is that you believe that food can be your medicine, for one. The second is, I think, and I think I've read this, that your mission, which is exactly mine, is to empower individuals to take back control of their health. On my holistic navigator, on probably half of the episodes, I will generally end with this statement. I'd separate the world into two classes of people, learners and non-learners. And I have said this before, if you can't embrace learning on the uh, conversation of food and health and holistic means, you're going to probably lose in life. You're going to lose your health. You're not going to regain it because if you think that conventional uh 
uh, wisdom or conventional knowledge is going to serve you well. It's not there for us, people. And we need heroes like Vani to help us to learn, but also to put kind of pressure on the system because the system's made for profit. It's not made for our health. So I'm rambling already, Vani. I'm sorry because this is about you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. You know, um, I grew up with two Indian immigrant parents and, you know, my dad was about 27 years old when he was going to school in Indiana and he came to the United States with nothing. And when he was summoned back by his mother to get married to my mother, which they had an arranged marriage, he brought back my mother to the United States on their honeymoon. And she actually never, ever went back home. Um, and, and when she got married that weekend that she met him, I mean, literally it wasn't even like a weekend it was, I think she met him on a Tuesday and she was married by like a Saturday or something. It was really ridiculous. And then back then you could get like a passport really fast. I don't know how you even do that now, but, um, back then you were able to, and, uh, you just pay the right people and you get your passport (laughs) and, and, uh, immigration was a lot different back then. And, um, and so anyways, my mom comes here to the United States. And the first thing my dad introduces her to is a McDonald's hamburger and says, you know, we're, going to be Americans now and we're going to eat like Americans. And if you know anything about the Indian culture, the cow is sacred. It's not something that even was even eaten at all um, in her family. She never had beef before in her life. And, um, and so that's how I was raised um, to try to fit in um, very early on. You know, my parents were like the first, some of the first Indians in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I now live and I've lived here for 41 years And, you know, back then we were the only Indian family on the block and to fit in, we really wanted to eat like Americans, even though my mom eventually went back to her Indian roots and her Indian homemade cooking. She, because we were allowed to eat whatever we wanted and the food was cheap, we ate a lot of fast food and, you know, her food looked so different than what all the other kids were eating at school and on the block and my neighbors, et cetera. And so I gravitated towards that food. And of course, once you get hooked to processed food, um, it's hard to go back to, to natural real food without some kind of reason or um, intervention uh, or health crisis. Um, and so, uh, and back then we didn't have, you know, Google, we didn't have the information that we have now about Um, nutrition. And my parents were, you know, very focused on their careers because they came here with nothing and they're both teachers and they're just trying to make ends meet. They weren't really concerned about the nutritional aspects of our food. And uh, as a result, I had a lot of health issues as a child. So, you know, everything from eczema to asthma to always being on some antibiotic or steroid to control my allergies for the season. And um, always felt somewhat like a zombie walking around, um, not wanting to go to school in the morning, not being able to focus, just not, not the level of clarity and energy that I have now. So when I think back to my childhood and I think about how I felt in my body, never felt comfortable, never felt comfortable. And it wasn't until my late twenties that I finally hit rock bottom and I woke up. And it was, you know, after I had started a very prestigious job out of college where they gave us an expense account and you are allowed to eat whatever you wanted and take the clients out to really fancy 
steakhouses and have five course meals and um, all the catering that would come into the office so that we could bill more hours to the client. Um, you know, I, again, outsourced my food to this corporation because I wanted to do well at my job and found myself very sick, overweight, um, depressed, and uh, suddenly coming down with appendicitis, which at the time they say, oh, appendicitis can happen to anybody. You know, this is something, you know, you just never know. We got to take it out. And, you know, I had an emergency appendectomy and it took me weeks and weeks to recover. And my body was so inflamed and just so sick. And I, you know, was in my early twenties and all I wanted to do was go out with my friends and go Christmas shopping because it was around the Christmas season and, and, and see, you know, my family and everybody that would, you know, came into town to, to visit for the holidays, but I was stuck in a bed. And I just said to myself, like, this isn't how I want to feel. And so I started to channel energy that I learned, uh, you know, skills that I learned in um, high school where I was a debater and I was number one in state three years in a row and um, recruited a college to be in debate. And back then, okay, we still didn't have Google, right? So uh, you had to go to the library and look through microfiche and check out these big law journals and photocopy all of this. Um, all this material for your debate round so that you would, you know, have the evidence in the debate round to show the judge that you know what you're talking about and you have something to back up your facts. Well, one year's topic was healthcare. And I remember using all that information to win these debate rounds. And you had to learn the affirmative and negative of that, of that statement that was part of that policy debate. And so you learned every side of the argument, right? But I was using those arguments to win debate rounds, but I never really applied it to my own health. And I just had this aha moment that, wow, the healthcare system's so screwed up. Like we really need to be advocates for ourselves. We can't expect other people to make our food choices. And um, so what I did was I went to the library um, and checked out this book. It was um, Gabriel Cousin's Conscious Eating. And it was one of the most pivotal changes in my perspective that book gave me because there was this concept that the majority of foods on grocery store shelves is dead food. And that's how I, I felt for most of my life. It was dead like a zombie. And, and so once I realized that the food, the foods that I was eating that were made up 90% of my diet were dead food, I started to do the reverse, I started to make 90% of my diet whole real food. And not only did I go off nine prescription drugs, but my body changed, my weight came off. I was in a point in my life that I never had to diet anymore or even worry about um, anything in terms of uh, my health. And my friends and my family saw this dramatic transformation and they wanted to know, well, what are you doing? Because this was like totally foreign concept back back when I was doing it because we didn't have a Whole Foods at the time. We had like two little natural food stores and only the hippies went there and no one really, you know, you didn't really know about them. Certainly none of my friends went there and, uh, or my group of people. So I had to really venture out and try to find new things to eat and new things to, to buy. And, you know, I remember grabbing, you know, going to the first grocery store, um, and seeing all these brands that I'd never heard of before. And I'm like, where are the Kellogg's? Where's the General Mills? Like, mm -hmm. where's the Coca-Cola? Like, where's the PepsiCo? 
none of that was there. And it was just like an aha moment. The first thing I said to everyone is like, you have to change where you shop. Like you cannot shop at a box grocery store anymore. Now things are different where you can get a lot of organic things at big retailers now, but back then you really just needed to completely change where you shop. And then that would make a dramatic difference in your health. But you know, that's a great point because uh, I, you know, I'm certainly much older than you. And I, and I remember, first off, not having a place to shop, but I love the fact that how you spoke. And I actually have never pondered this. My teenage years, I was really a zombie. I did very poor in school, could not remember, fatigued most of the time. I mean, here I am 63 and I feel better than I did at 16. And I did have an aha moment also about nutrition and food similar to you where you use the word you woke up or people need to wake up. And it is almost like a religious uh, 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 turning in your life of some sort. You know, we've been brought under the umbrella of being convinced by these massively well put together commercials that the foods are going to be healthy for us when in fact you have proven so often, and I love your Facebook, I love your Instagram, and I love everything you write about to show uh, you've kind of pulled the veil back and you're really letting people see the truth that one, uh, what you're being looking at on the outside of a box really doesn't mean much. We have to dig deeper. You are that person who's got the big shovel and you're digging deeper, but you also have a platform of power where you're putting influence on these corporations that they better step up to the plate somewhat. Uh, if not, they're going to pay some price for that. And I know I do a radio show also, and I and I actually spoke last uh, two weeks ago on that show, Vital Health Radio, about the difference between the products sold, I think, in Australia compared to here. And I read off about six different products. I mean, everything from, you know, the Cheerios to the the different foods for children. And what a difference even the ingredient list from that country to this is. And you are one of those brave individuals who is uh, literally fearless as far as educating the truth about foods. And I just give you so many thumbs up about that. Uh, And I also want to make sure that I mention one of my favorite proteins of my entire life is Truvani, which you actually developed. And it's a food-based protein that I'm not a huge fan of most of the food, uh, food-based food proteins, but this one is spectacular. Truvani is uh, an amazing. I never get gas from it. I love the taste of it. So I got to put that plug in before I get any further down the road, uh, Bonnie. Well, thank you so much. You know, one of the reasons why I started Truvani is because, um, you know, I was taking a turmeric supplement that I loved and, and it was amazing. And all of a sudden I look at the ingredients and the ingredients changed. And I said, well, what in the world's going on? Why are they adding these synthetic ingredients, these synthetic fillers into my turmeric supplement? And I did a little research and I found out that my, my turmeric brand had been bought by one of the largest chemical companies in the world, Procter and Gamble. And I couldn't believe it. And I was like, Oh my goodness, right under my nose, my little organic supplement company that I loved that had really high quality supplements is now bought out by this company. And they went and they made, you know, economies of scale to make more money and added synthetic ingredients. And, ah, that made me so mad. And it really inspired me to create Truvani after, you know, after uh, taking on some of the biggest giants in the food industry and realizing that I can continue to be an activist, but 
in order to really change the world, I'm going to have to create the products that people use and do the right thing. And, and so I started Truvani and the first actually product we came out with was a turmeric supplement. But the second one that I really wanted to create was this protein powder that you mentioned, because every single protein powder that I looked at, um, had natural flavors, had gargum, had xanthan gum, had, um, uh, maltodextrin, um, had uh, all sorts of different additives. Uh, a lot of the natural ones, a lot of the organic ones, um, were artificially, not artificially flavored, but naturally flavored. And the natural flavor is might as well mean the same thing as, as, as artificial, the way it's produced and the way it's, um, created in a laboratory to create that kind of addictive quality of a product. And, you know, I, the goal of Truvani was not to make an addictive protein was to really nourish people's bodies. And that's always been the goal. And, um, and so, you know, when we set out to create this and do it via pea protein, we had a big issue because we had to go through 52 different suppliers and had so many different tests that showed that there was a huge level of contamination in the pea protein supply. So we were able to find one with the lowest amount of heavy metals, like, you know, lowest, teeniest amount of glyphosate, even that, you know, you could find on the, uh, on the scale um, so that, you know, ours would pass with flying cover colors in terms of the European standard or prop 65, um, or any of these standards that they have today. And so I, you know, knowing what I know about protein powder, I will not touch anybody else's protein powder. Won't even go close. Like if I'm out and about, and I'm at, you know, whole foods or some smoothie bar and they're like, Hey, would you like to add protein to your smoothie? I'm like, no. Like, add some almond butter, add some almonds, whatever. But I'm not going to add somebody else's protein powder because I know how it's produced. And I know those additives, especially the gums and things that they add, completely disrupt the, the internal uh, gut flora of your body. Um, and that's just not something that I want to do um, on a daily basis, especially, you know, my husband who drinks uh, protein powder almost every day, you know, and my daughter uh, who might have a, the occasional sip, you know, it's, it's really important to me to have the cleanest level of product and the least amount of ingredients that are necessary to create a product. You know, our protein vanilla has five ingredients and our protein chocolate has six. And we have two new flavors actually coming out. And we're not using natural flavors to create those flavors. But if you look at every single other protein powder out there, they're using natural flavors to create different flavors. And those natural flavors are created in a laboratory. They're meant to hijack your brain. They're meant to create the best one millionth part of a taste to get you to continue to crave that product. And that's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in breaking actually that cycle that control that the food industry has on you and the supplement industry has on you. Um, and, and that's what we're doing at Truvani. So thank you for mentioning that because it's a, uh, you know, it's something that uh, I'm very passionate about and so happy I created. Um, you know, one of the other things that I've been working on as well is a cookbook and I've been working on it for over five years, five years. Yeah. Five years. And, um, and it's finally coming out in October and I'm, I'm so excited. It's called food babe kitchen. Um, if anybody's listening, you can go to foodbabekitchen.com and pre-order it now. And you also will get everything in my pantry list, all the brands, everything, and a list of that, um, as a pre-order bonus, but, um, food babe kitchen, um, 
is something that is such a personal endeavor because it literally takes someone soup to nuts in their kitchen, everything from the pans they're using to how they're warming their food to um, what exactly, um, how to store food to all the things you need to have in your pantry to have a, a food babe level kitchen. I love so that. I just spill, I spill it all. And then that's the first half of the book. And then it has a, over a hundred recipes all photographed for you. Um, and, you know, includes all these amazing photos of me and my family and, and all the things we're eating on a daily basis and the recipes that we're making. All right, you guys, we're going to press pause on the interview for just a moment for a word from our sponsors today, Straight Hemp. Committed to giving everyone access to the best that nature has to offer, Straight Hemp uses single-strain hemp and biodynamic organic farming practices to provide you with clean CBD oil that's contaminant-free. Their unique extraction process uses live plants to capture the true essence of the whole plant and provides terpene-rich, consistent results that maximizes the entourage effect of CBD. Every batch is third-party tested for potency, terpene content, and containment, and you have the ability to plug in the lot number on your product to view the lab reports yourself, which is pretty dang cool. They make a variety of products, including full-spectrum CBD oil, balms, soft gels, and vape oils, which you can view for yourself at straighthemp.com. I'm, I'm so freaking excited, too, because, you know, and, and you've said so much in the past few minutes that I could talk endlessly about. One is, you know, the word natural flavors. I mean, 99 percent of all people who see that are going to gravitate to that word. But we, again, have to be in that that conversation of truth. And you are such an excellent uh a rebel to present the truth in a very uh, tactful way that the word natural flavors is really d- disgusting in many times because it gives manufacturers the opening to do a lot of bad stuff, but yet they can market it like they're doing the right thing. And I want to mention real quickly, you know, we're sponsored by uh, nutritionw.com and we really, that company vets everything as far as the highest level of purity, kind of like you did with the Dravani. And you're exactly right. The Procter & Gamble thing has was was one of a hundreds of disasters when big box, massive corporate uh, buys nutritional companies. They always do what Procter & Gamble did. Cut, cut, cut. It's all about profits. It's all about the next quarter. And it is, uh, it is despicable when it comes to what they're doing to our foods. I do want to ask you very uh, cl- clearly about I – know, I just had this – super pet peeve about MSG because it can also fall under the category of natural flavors or yeast extracts. And I go to this uh, uh, chain outfit. I do have to eat out more than I should. Uh, Single guy and I don't like to cook and I work all the time. So I go to Carabas and I've picked up a pattern that if I eat two of their foods there, one is a Caesar salad or one is if they have anything on their fish that is of uh, liquid origin, my pulse rate goes up 30 beats a minute for five hours. Well, we know what that was. It was most likely MSG. Is there any way that that that's going to get better in the future? Because I don't see it changing. These restaurants are still like they will. They told me flatly, oh, we you never use MSG. Well, the problem is they don't have it on the label MSG. They have it under natural flavors, probably. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. So free glutamic acid, which is the same thing uh, that's in MSG, which MSG is just free glutamic acid plus sodium. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you break those down and you just add glutamic acid to 
natural flavors and then add salt to the product, it pretty much creates this almost the exact same effect in the body. And the effect in the body is can be shown in rat studies. If you Google right now rats and MSG, you will see what happens to humans as well. They get fat. It's, it's obese. I mean, these um, rats are, become obese. That's actually what they feed to rats in rat studies where they're studying obesity. They hmm. feed MSG to them. Wow. And the reason why MSG works when you add it to food is it creates that irresistible flavor so that you keep eating more than you should and you don't feel satiated. So it's the reason why you can't stop eating, uh, for example, Doritos or, you know, a specific type of, uh, you know, a cheese cracker or something like that. It's the reason why um, a lot of foods are addictive. And the reason why fast foods like McDonald's and Wendy's and Burger King, et cetera, continue to use MSG. Wow, of course. And it's also very inexpensive. So you, so the companies can create a, a, a society of addicted, drug addicted people and also not spend much to get them addicted and still portray themselves as a caring corporation. So, you know, we need people who are brave enough to, again, step out of the box. I know I was looking just to go sideways one quick second. Your recipes were phenomenal. I was looking on Facebook right before I came in here to the Food Babes Almond Butter brownies. And uh, I mean, everything you do is just so spectacular. I do want to mention that my daughter who works with me, I've been doing this again for 42 years, but she has a a Facebook post called Earth Conscious Mama. She's a a mother of uh, my grandson, one year and one month old. And so far, he's been fed as good a diet as I've ever witnessed in 42 years. And I did a big post on it because I said, this is a child who has amazing ability to to focus. He's not scattered. He's not upset uh, emotionally. He's he's just the happiest kid on earth because he's not already drug addicted to sugar and other chemicals. And she had never thought of that. And she said the other day, maybe that is why uh, that he's so calm and focused because he's not thinking of the next food that he needs to crave. Uh, and I'm obviously, I'm sure you would agree with that. But what we're doing to our children, and I wrote on my little post, I said, you know, what we do to children uh, the first four to five years is going to make them pay a price for the remaining 70 of their life. And here's the one chance we have to truly uh, uh gives a person a lifelong gift. So on her Facebook post, Earth Conscious Mama, I want to, that's a private post, but all you got to do is sign up to read her amazing things about toxins in the in the environment on uh, skin care uh the foods kind of like you but on a, a little bit different angle uh so there's nothing we can do about this msg is there because there's no like i wish that i had an eyedropper of a liquid that i could put on that food that it would turn a color that would alert me of that but that's just not happening is it it's really not. Um, you know, I want to give you, uh, before we have to go here, because I know we're getting towards the end, and I just want to make sure I mention this, because mm-hmm. this is just a great example of why, number one, we really need to pay attention and take back control of our health, but number two, why we can't trust corporations with the products that they create. And that is uh, Kellogg's. Kellogg's um, cereal uh, is a company that for decades have sold, you know, sugar-filled 
um, synthetically vitamin filled products to our children saying that they would need this in the morning to, to feel satisfied and healthy and all of the misleading marketing messages that they've had of the past. Um, and you know, in 2015, they actually made a commitment to remove artificial food dyes from their cereals and artificial food dyes are very problematic. Number one, especially in a pandemic that we're experiencing now, they affect the immune system. So you don't want to be consuming any chemicals that affect your immune system in a negative way. Number two, they affect uh, a child's ability to learn. You know, they affect the hyperactivityness of a child. Actually, in Europe, um, they require a warning label on any product that has artificial food dyes that says may cause adverse effects on activity and attention in children. And number three, they also cause skin issues, allergies, eczema, et cetera. So, you know, all three of those reasons combined, it's definitely not something you should have in a cereal that's targeted towards children. So they made an amazing commitment in 2015 to remove artificial food dyes. And they said they would do this within two or three years. They said, by 2018, we'll do this. <coughs> well, today... It is, you know, we're in 2020, right? Five years later, they are already, okay, making these same cereals overseas without artificial food dyes because they want to avoid that warning label I just talked about. And instead of doing what they said they're going to do, they have continued to sell Fruit Loops, et cetera, uh, with artificial food dyes here in the United States, and then now are creating even more new products with artificial food dyes. Like they came out with a baby shark cereal last year to, t- to target uh, even smaller kids, toddlers. Um, they came out with a um, unicorn cereal. They came out with an Easter uh, Peeps cereal. And the list goes on and on. And these are new products that they created with artificial food dyes when they made the commitment back in 2015 to remove them. So not only are they liars, I mean, just mm-hmm. bold-faced liars, but they're unethical and hypocritical. Um, and then, you know, just last uh, last month, they created a new, uh, I think about a month and a half ago now, uh, they created a new series of waffles. Now, this is the same company that makes Eggos. So they, you know, Eggos has been losing market share because there's other contenders in the, in the waffle space now that are much healthier. And they said, you know what, we got to, we got to win back our, 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 our base. So what did they do? They created unicorn and mermaid and birthday cake waffles, again, made with the most horrendous ingredients, also with artificial food dyes targeting children. And this is one of the things that just drives me crazy. And the reason I found out about this, luckily someone, a team member at Truvani actually alerted me to it. But then when I Googled it, I couldn't believe the media reports on this. The media is reporting left and right about these new waffles. And I'm like, this is not journalism. This is PR, right? And why is it a single reporter asking the fundamental uh, question, which is, what are the ingredients in this waffle? Not a single reporter asked the question or even reported about why these are being created during a pandemic, right? Targeting children, including artificial food dyes that are, you know, detrimental to the immune system in a, in a, in a time where we need to be supporting our immune system. So, you know, I got fed up. I wrote about this. A lot of people shared it. And my good friend, Jesse Itzler, who happens to be the husband of Sarah Blakely, 
who is a, a billionaire um, <laughs> owner of Spanx, um, the undergarment company. Um, he also is a very successful entrepreneur, um, has done lots of amazing things, uh, including writ- written some amazing books, et cetera, New York Times bestsellers. And he has the money to just do this. And he, you know, he offered the CEO of Kellogg's $100,000 for a 15-minute Instagram live interview. And he would donate the money to any children's charity of the CEO's choice. And not a single reporter has picked up the story. Not one reporter. I contacted probably over 20 food reporters that I know I wrote an email about this that went out to 400,000 people. I went and also posted about this on the blog. He posted about this. And not a single reporter has reported on the story. But they'll report on the fact that Kellogg's has these new waffles. And this is the fundamental problem with the way we're getting food and health information in this country. We are actually being told PR by these food companies instead of what we actually need to know about these foods. You have created a a night of poor sleep for me if I think about this anymore after I go to bed because it (laughs) infuriates me to a level. Everything from that concept, of course, to the Google censorship, to the fact that no one's talking about vitamin D's relationship to this pandemic. If we raise our vitamin D level, we'll have 80% less severe cases. All of it is PR crap. And I know that I love, and I have to end it here, I know, but Upton Sinclair... uh, in the 1920s, I think it was, he was trying to reveal the despicable nature of the meat industry and the beef industry. And he said something that I thought was just so wise. He said, it is difficult to get a man. Of course, back then they would write the word man. It's difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends upon his not understanding it. Well, it was very true because who would want to face the truth if you're going to potentially lose your job? Today, it's much worse than that because it's almost like there's an addiction or there's a a, a religious concept of science where, you know, you can find enough science in some PubMed to say that these artificial ingredients are totally safe. They're not hurting anyone. But that's not wisdom. And we know, you know, and the fact that, you know, personal experience as you and me and millions have had of feeling the fog, feeling the fatigue, feeling the illness, looking at foods differently, embracing a new uh, paradigm and protocol of eating uh, and and sleeping and addressing the things that, that, you know, really creates health. Once you experience it, you know the truth. You don't need to be having someone with credential papers on the wall to tell you anything because most of these people are pretty damn unhealthy themselves who are preaching the gospel of all these chemicals are perfectly safe. They've been tested by the government and it's all, you know, legal. Well, that's all bullcrap, as you say, too. So I just can't uh, give you enough accolades for being brave. And we are people like you and I or I want, I'm going to have to brag, are really the saviors of this conversation because we have a lot of forces that oppose us. And just like you said with the Kellogg's and the fact that I know that there's people who've come after you and have put you down terribly and unfairly. I don't mind people disagreeing, but when somebody calls you names like I read that they did, uh, it's just a way to try to destroy you rather than have an active conversation and really create something of value. So, um, uh, and tell everybody, well, you know, yeah, 
I mean, you know, I just want to make a point on that. You know, I think what's so important for people to realize is when you're impacting with the information that you're sharing as an activist, if you're impacting millions and millions of dollars, in some cases, probably billions of dollars at some of these food corporations, um, you know, for example, you know, I got uh, through a petition and through the help of the Food Babe Army, I mean, we got azodicarbonamide, a chemical that's already banned all over the world that's still used in U.S. foods. It was in just about every single bread you would find at the supermarket, along with Subway bread and others, uh, fast food chains. Um, it was in, I believe it was in Chick-fil-A. It was in Wendy's. I mean, it was everywhere. Um, we literally got that chemical eradicated from the food uh, industry just by doing a campaign. And you can only imagine the, the amount of money that chemical corporation was making selling that chemical, right? And so um, when you do that kind of work, you know, initially I thought I was, you know, I felt naive, right? When I was initially doing this work, because I thought if I just tell the truth, do the right thing and make people healthier by removing these chemicals from their food, everything's going to work out. But I didn't really understand the impact that I was making because I wasn't thinking about the economic impact at these large food corporations and why they've been allowed to do what they've done for so long to our food and why they're allowed to approve their own additives and the FDA doesn't even oversight them. So, um, or oversee them. So, um, once I realized the impact of what I was doing, um, it, it was kind of too late because I'd already been so viciously attacked in the media. And, you know, that's what my second book was actually all about. It's called Feeding You Lies. And I discovered through the Freedom of Information Request Act, where I got hidden emails and hidden messages that were sent back and forth from quote unquote experts that would try to discredit me in the media, um, their messages to and from huge food uh, corporations and chemical corporations and front groups that these food and chemical corporations were funding behind the scenes. And uh, it just goes to show you that every single, actually every single person that did attack me in the, in the mainstream media had a tie back to the chemical industry. And, um, and so your quote that you just mentioned from Upton Sinclair is, is so nicely, um, warranted in this case, because that's exactly what happened to me. And, um, if anybody wants to hear about all the background of those attacks and everything, Feeding You Lies is a great read because I go in depth into all the different stories. It was actually the hardest book that I've ever written. And, um, and, you know, is, is probably one of the most eye-opening ones that you'll ever read in terms of food. Wow. I, I just, again, have to uh, give all my accolades to you for your bravery because you're one thing, and I know I'm living my life not just for today, but I do feel a value of legacy. And you've already created a wonderfully uh, historic legacy of changing lives and I think, you know, as people evolve in any field, but especially in the field that we are in, which is education of nutrition and foods, um, I don't take it lightly because I've seen enough people now over 42 years that there are, you know, there are many people who are breathing and walking today. I know for a fact who would not be if they had gone down the same path of following conventional medical 
advice and not looking deeply into this food story. So your legacy, it will will last forever, I'm sure. I know Upton, I don't have it in front of me, but I know Upton St. Clair also, I think, said that he's not afraid of your menacing as far as going after the people who are coming after him. I'm not afraid of it at this point, and you certainly don't seem to be. And, and good for you, because it does take bravery to stand up to the strong currents that do go against us. I truly don't know how, of course, I kind of know and I don't. I don't know for sure how people sleep at night who are the true uh, originators of these foods that are damaging people, especially children. When we look at the the level of disease in children and the fact that the obesity, the ADD, the autism, all of that together, we're doing something wrong, people. It's not... I don't care how much uh, PubMed you read, you're not getting the answers in that kind of literature as to why we are destroying the health of this country. Uh, The Food Babe has far more answers than any of these supposed uh, credentialed professional experts, in my opinion. Uh, So uh, I just thank you so much, Vonnie, for uh, being here with me on the Holistic Navigator. And again, uh, I love your Truvani uh, protein. It's going to be a mainstay in my life. I am a big person who preaches the fact that we can't eat perfect if you're, you know, having to eat out like I am. But you know what you can do? You can drink perfect. You can find the kind of products like you make at Trevani that is the non-GMO, is the organic, is the no chemical nature. You can throw that together as a meal, as I have for four years, which I will use a protein like Trevani, but I'll need more calories. So what do I do? I may put MCT oil or coconut oil in it. I put some greens powder from totally organic sources. And then I'll put some fiber from hemp. Those are my magic supplements so that I... Be- you're you're going to love our new products coming out. Really? You're going to love them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're going to love them. Yay. Well, I can't look... I'm looking forward to that. Well, I'll leave it with that. And again, Bonnie, thank you and all the best to you. And you know, um, we're in this together. So if there's anything I can ever do, uh, I'm certainly here in your camp. And uh, please, I hope maybe in six months or a year, maybe after your book really gets launched, we can do uh, another podcast simply on your book and you can give people some... Uh, some really good bullet points from that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate you having me today and it's really nice meeting you. All right. Same here. And since you're not too far away, perhaps someday in the future, we will actually meet in person when the world gets back to normal calm, uh, (laughs) which will happen. It's going to happen. It can't keep going at this pace. But thank you. All the best to you and all your crowds. And uh, we'll be sharing uh, this with a lot of people. and, And I hope you can share some of ours, too. So take care of yourself. And this is Ed with the Holistic Navigator and look forward again to each and every episode. As long as I'm breathing, people, I'm going to be talking just like the food babe does so all the best to everyone and thank you for spending your time with me thank you bye-bye the information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the fda or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner the holistic navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on behalf of any purchaser or listener of these materials The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen. 